Good morning and happy Sabbath, Tabernacle of Praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, we could do better than that. Happy Sabbath, everybody. As we say here in the house, God is good. And all the time. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. We're so thankful, blessed, and honored to be able to be in God's presence just one more time. God is good and he is truly amazing and worthy to be praised. I'm so thankful for life, health, and strength, and all that he do to keep us in the midst of a crazy and mixed-up world, traveling up and down the dangerous highways and byways, protecting us from dangerous seen and unseen. It is just a blessing to know that there is a God that sits high and that he looks low and that he is in touch with the S, right? Let's clap it up for our Savior. He is in touch with all of our disappointments, He's in touch with all of our hurts, all of our pains. He's in touch with not just those bad things, but he's in touch when those things working well for us. Anybody had something work well for him this week? Was this week just a total downward spiral or was there some upward mobility in your week? Come on, somebody. So God is always there and I praise God for being that kind of God that is not just there when things are rough. But he's there to celebrate us through our accomplishments and through our good moments and our wonderful days when we wake up without that pain. 
when we wake up feeling good and the lights are on, when you click the switch and the lights come on. Come on, somebody. I know that's not everybody's story, but, 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 but that's somebody's story. When you, when you open up the refrigerator and something's there, I, I, I get it. I get it. That's not everybody's story, but, but that's somebody's story. But he is a provider. So if that's not your story, come on down. Let's get to know the one that is able to make things work out for your good. According to his power, according to his riches, according to his glory. It's a blessing to be here today. Um, I want to take this time to just welcome all of our visitors that are online. We want to praise God for you. We understand that in this digital age that you can click that button and you can go elsewhere. But we're so thankful and blessed and honored that you have chose to worship with us today. Come on now. And so we want to say welcome to Tabernacle of Praise. Welcome. Uh, my name is Pastor Jonathan B. Fields Jr. And I am honored to be the house pastor. The pastor. Amen. Um, I made a blunder a few weeks ago where I gave my title to another uh, um, uh, um, location. Amen. Uh, you heard that, huh? I don't mind telling on myself. I don't mind telling on myself every now and again, my quick forgetter kick in. And I, 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 meant, I said that one time and a sister said, well, pastor, and she gave me a remedy to help me out with my quick forgetter. She told me about some herbs and some things I need to do. <laughs> you got to be careful how you, how you share vital information. Amen. I remember I was telling an individual about uh, an old shirt that I have that I love that shirt had a couple holes in it and the sister pulled me to the side and said pastor you know the good needle and thread I'm like I don't buy one old needle and thread I like my shirt with the holes in it come on somebody but I want to welcome everyone here in the physical space if you're here visiting with us for the very first time amen come on let's put our hands together amen there's a brother, Brother Hayes. Is that, did I get your name right, Brother Hayes? Praise the Lord for you for being here with us. I praise God for, for yeah, D. He said D. Yeah, help that quick forgetter. Uh, uh, I praise God for D, amen, um, for encouraging you and you guys holding each other up. I know you've been going through some things, um, but we're here to pray for you, pray with you. Um, let this not be your last time, Doc. Amen. I'm also looking out and perusing through the audience. I'm seeing some familiar faces, some longtime faces. Amen. Want to praise God for, for family, for being back. Amen. Um, you know, God is good and he's truly worthy of all the praise. We had some deaths this week. We want to remember in prayer um, the Harris family over at the Lighthouse Church. Um, Sister Harris lost her husband on yesterday. So we want to keep them lifted up in prayer. Um, um, we also want to celebrate uh, our birthdays today. Amen. Now, there's this one birthday that we're celebrating today in particular. And unfortunately, this individual isn't with us, but she's in our hearts. Amen. Our very own first lady. Amen. Uh, she's celebrating her birthday today. Um, Amen. So we want to we want to send our love her way. Um, we praise God for her and all those that are celebrating birthdays in the month of July. If you're a July baby, amen. Can you just? Oh wow! Uh, 
That's all right. That was, your, that was your five minutes of fame. I don't know if it was quite five minutes, but you got it in there. Amen. Two minutes, two minutes. Sister Law, say two minutes. Amen. Any other, any other birthday in the month of Brother Elder Tory, Brother Hayes? Amen. What, a, to, your mom, is, is it today? It's Tuesday. Amen, man. Well, you let mom know happy birthday for us. Oh, she's gone, but don't let her know that. Amen. Amen. Well, we praise God for you, and as you celebrate your mom on this day, amen? Amen. Amen. Brother Elder Tory, your birthday is today. 19th. Nigel's is the 14th. Amen. Any other, any other, any other, any other. My birthday pastor. Right here. Oh, I heard the speaker speaking. Sister Le- the twenty the twenty third. The twenty third. And your granddaughter's is the thirteenth. Amen. All these all these July babies popping up. You have two. The twelfth and the thirty first. The thirtieth. The thirtieth. Amen. Hey, hey. Amen. I know it was in the threes. It was in the threes. Amen. But we praise God for all of you who are celebrating birthdays in the month of July. Can we just do our usual um, happy birthday? Come on, everybody. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. together for our July birthdays. Any anniversaries? Any anniversaries? Amen. Any any anniversaries? Amen. We want to celebrate you on this day. I just want to encourage you every step of the way to know that God is able. Uh, He is a very present help in a time of storm. Uh, We want to remind all of our board members we will be meeting on this morning. I want to ask if we can meet one hour early. I know this is a spare of the moment. Um, If we can meet at six, we want to meet for at least an hour try to meet for an hour um there's another um engagement i have at seven so if we can um meet at six that'd be so helpful um it shouldn't be long um we do have our ay not our ay but our youth summit coming up i don't see brother thomas but i know we need to um, discuss that um and then of course our men's retreat that's coming up we want to um, have a discussion about that we want to make sure that we're able to um Amen. Celebrate our youth and celebrate our men um, as we go through this season. At this time, can you just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer? Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we are so thankful, so blessed and honored to be able to come before you. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we can do nothing. And we are more than conquerors. So we bless you. We honor you. Thank you for all of our guests, family, and friends for visiting with us, being here with us pray for all of our July babies um, celebrating their birthdays and we even memorialize those oh God that um, have lost loved ones oh God we pray right now in the name of Jesus um, that you will cover those that are bereaved and um, all those hurt that in pain um, that you would just do what you do thank you so much for this privilege and honor in Jesus name we pray let the people of God say amen and amen again
we thank you thank you for all that you do our activities of our limbs our family and our friends clothes on our backs shoes on our feet thank you Lord as we transition over to prayer and as we pray for one another we want to ask for a special a prayer 
And also we want to ask when we get to the offering time, the giving time, a special offering for a family. You know, I try to be discreet. Uh, don't like sharing. Not even on the live, but even if it was off of the live. There are certain things that is between God and God. I just want to encourage the church that when we get to that portion of our time, that we dig a little deep. Um, we want to support a family, a system. We know God is able. It's good to pray for. That's what we want to do. We do want to pray. But we also want to do something more tangible and be a blessing. Can we do that today? Can we be a blessing today? So I want to encourage you when we get to that portion of our service that we dig deep and that we support this family. At this time, as we pray, as always, um, we encourage you to remember the Harris family as I pray and you pray. Um, Sister Venus lost her husband on yesterday. And we want to encourage the family we want to also remember those that are battling with health challenges. We also want to invite up Sister Prince. I mentioned to her that when we get to the prayer time, I want to have a special prayer over her. Sister Prince, could you come up? And we want to ask the elders, deacons, if you're able, as we surround her and pray for her. And for those that are having health challenges, we encourage you to come. We want to pray for Sister Prince. She's having surgery. We want to lay hands on her. We know God is able to do all things but fail. He is a prayer answering God. And for those of you who choose to come close to the altar, we do encourage you to come. This is an, an, an exclusion, um, but we want to be inclusive and invite you to come and surround the throne of God. We want to remember my wife and family. I want to ask God's covering over them. And remember all of those that are battling, again, with health challenges and loss of loved ones. We're still dealing with the loss here at top. And the loss is steady, piling up. So we pray for God's blessing over, over our church and over our family. We also want to remember Sister Samantha in prayer. I want to praise God for her for being here. Prayed with her this week. It's good to see your smiling face. Amen. I want to encourage you to continue to trust God when you can't trace him and hold on, even when it becomes unbearable. For those of you that choose to stay in your seat, if you can just humbly bow as we approach God's throne in prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father in God, again, you are truly an amazing God. Now, Father, without you, we are hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we give you all praise, honor, and glory for being the great God that you are. Alpha, the Omega, you're the beginning and you most definitely are the end. Without you, we can do nothing. But with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. And so we're so blessed and honored to be able to come before you on this here, your Sabbath day. A day that you set aside for us to reflect on your greatness, on your goodness. Uh, and we give you praise today. So, Father, we know that there's 
nothing that we could do. Uh, but only through Christ are we able to speak. Only through Christ are we able to move. And so as we bring uh, Sister Prince to you today, oh God, as she has shared that she has um, a procedure on next week. But Father, we understand and know that no matter how simple procedures may be, whenever we are placing our lives in the hand of another man, we need you, Jesus. We need you to show up and show out. And, and while the doctor may think he's the one performing the, the surgery or the procedure, Father, we know that it is you. And so we just want to cover Sister Prince with oil as we anoint her right now in the name of Jesus. Hey, we believe that you have her now, oh God. We believe that you have her in your care. We believe, God, that it is already done. Ah, we believe, God, that it is already taken care of. Not by power, nor by might, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. So we ask God in the name of Jesus that she will continue to bless you, that she come through this procedure with praise on her lips, dancing in her feet, because you have done this yet again. Lord, it is not I, but it is Christ that dwells on the inside. So we thank you for Sister Prince. We thank you for her life. We thank you for her willingness to come before you, O oh God, on this day. So hold her up, O oh God. Bless her in the name of Jesus. Guide her footsteps. Be with her family as well, O oh God. We also want to lift up before you in a very special way, Sister Samantha. We thank you for this young mother who was in search of you, God. We thank you for guiding her back here again. And we pray, God, that she will not leave here the same way she came, but she would need leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. We lift up before you, Brother Hayes, this morning, oh God. Thank you, God, for him hearing the call and answering and finding his way here today, oh God. Thank you for D that invited him, oh God. We ask you, God, to do something miraculous in the lives of these young men. Lord, we need men in the kingdom. We need men to hold up the bloodstained banner. We need men on the front line of this battle, O oh God, declaring he that shall come will come and will not tarry. So cover these men of God, O oh God. Cover them with your righteous right hand and let them know that you have them in the name of Jesus. We also want to lift up before you, Sister Venus Harris, oh God, who lost her husband on yesterday and the children who lost their dad, oh God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will shield them, hallelujah, that you will cover them, oh God, and whatever is broke, oh God, that you will fix it. Whatever's hurting right now, God, you will touch it and care for it. Let them know in the name of Jesus that you have them, O oh God. Let them know in the name of Jesus that you care for them, O oh God. That when they rise and wake up, O oh God, they will know that it is you and you alone. So we bless you today, O oh God. We give you all honor. We give you all praise. Bless the service today. Be with those that are in their seats and those that have chose to come close. We ask that you will cover and keep them, O oh God. And even now, show yourself strong. And we will be ever so mindful 
to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Thank you again for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. And it's in your son's name that we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen again. Good morning, happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in what? Be glad in it. Beautiful happy Sabbath to everyone. Thank you, choir. I didn't want to interrupt. Y'all sounded so wonderful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This is a time where everybody can participate, and that's stewardship time because stewardship is all member evangelism. What is it? All member. That means everybody's welcome to participate in giving your time, talent, temple, and treasure to the glory of God. And I'm happy to say everyone has been participating. July 29th is coming up. What day is that? July 29th. Which is? Backpack Sabbath. All right, Backpack Sabbath. The backpacks are in. Praise the Lord. They come in all different colors. They got, some of them have the safety stripes. Some of them have the water bottle holders. And they're all very good quality. And we want to thank Sister Elaine for giving us the website where we could get them for a great price. So Elaine might not be here physically, but she's with us in spirit. Amen. Amen. And want to thank every one of you who participated also because we have... Three huge containers of supplies. Amen. And we got several boxes, I think 12 boxes of these backpacks. Amen. And July 29th, we're going to have those backpacks to give out. Amen. Now, how many of you have young people who need a backpack? How many have friends with young people that need a backpack? How many have grandkids need a backpack? Neighbors, Neighbors anybody, friends, countrymen, all of them. <laughs> Well, in order for them to get a backpack, they have to show up here right. because we want them to come participate in our service, and we want to give these backpacks to children, not adults. Amen. So your child has to be here to get a backpack. We're not handing them out to adults to take home. So make sure that you tell your friends, families, and neighbors to be here July 29th for service. We're going to hand out these backpacks full of supplies because, again... A mind is a terrible thing to waste, right? We want to help our kids be educated for the future, to educate their minds so they can stay in touch with the Lord, and to educate their minds so they can be a productive part of society. Amen? Amen. So also, speaking of talents being used, Sister Rose has been working on our flyers Amen. and a banner. She's been doing a great job with that. Sister Beverly. She's been involved. She's helping us with everything. And also, Sister Beverly's in charge of volunteers, so we're going to need people to help pack the backpacks the week of July 29th. Please see Beverly 
If you want to help out, it's again an opportunity to use your time, talent, temper, and treasure for the Lord. If you have, if your department has any upcoming events, let me know after service because in our flyers we're going to list those events because we want to invite our neighbors and everyone that comes out to come back. You know, we say uh, if you come back the second time, you're no longer a visitor, right? right? So we want to invite them back a second time to come to one of our other amazing events. Again, we thank everyone for your participation. July 29th, invite the people out. It's, going to be, it's already on Eventbrite. If some of you use that, eventbrite.com, you can register there and have your folks come out because, again, we want to give these to the young people so that they can uh, feel appreciated. Sometimes you just don't feel appreciated, right? right? So we want to let them know that we love them, we care about their future, and we're here to help them. Would our deacons please come forward to lift the morning tithe and offerings? Remember, if you have an upcoming event, see me, I'm sorry, see me after service so we can get that in one of our bulletins. You can also return tithe and offering through Cash App, dollar sign T-O-P giving, AdventistGiving.org, and of course, our faithful treasurer, Sister Teresa Harris. Let us bow our head for prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for blessing us with the privilege of returning a faithful tithe and offering. We thank you for blessing us with the privilege of returning a faithful time, talent, temple, and treasure, which is our, our faithful and worthy duty. We ask that you will bless each of these things, Lord, to be used for a worthy purpose, that of sharing the message of Jesus Christ crucified and soon returning. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen and amen. Sorry. 
mercy. His mercy. His mercy. His mercy. Endures forever. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. Mercy endures forever. Oh my goodness, you can't be thankful for nothing else. You can be thankful at the fact that his mercy endures forever. Sometimes I don't know if we really understand what that really means when we talk about his mercy. His mercy, things that we deserve, his mercy. Mercy endures forever. I remember when I used to, when I was in, in, in school, the teacher used to give us a lot of homework and I don't know about you, Elder McCray, but we used to yell out, mercy. Mercy. Have a little mercy. Anybody ever had a lot of stuff on your plate and you just said, Lord, have mercy. Just show me a little mercy, Lord. Somebody said, which plate? Sometimes God, his mercy endures forever. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad and I'm so thankful and honored that his mercy endures forever that it doesn't run out I read somewhere in the word of God where it said his mercies are new every morning so what I dealt with yesterday this mercy today is yeah 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 we don't we don't we don't we don't deal with stale mercy come on somebody the bakers in the is in the bakery early in the morning rolling out the, the new mercies. Amen. Can you smell it? <laughs> mercy is mercy every morning. God is so faithful and he is so good. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that he cares for us the way that he do. Oh, I can just stay there all day long. You know, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. You see, I thank God for saving me. I thank God for not giving up. I thank God that his mercy never ran out on me. When I ran out on him, he didn't run out on me. I thank God for being there for me. Even when I was young and didn't know that I was off into some stuff. It was God that was there, Sister Robinson, he was there overseeing me, watching over me. In my foolish state, he was there. Hmm. When I know I should have been taken out, he was there. His mercy. Yeah, 
Yes, so we praise God for his mercy. Thank you for that selection. We want to jump into our message for the day found in the book of John chapter 4. We want to read this um, in respectively, responsibly. We want to read this starting with verse 1, and we'll read all the way down to verse 8. So when you find this, Please stand with me in honor of God's word. Praise God for his mercy that is new every morning. You have it. Please say amen. We'll read this responsibly. The word of God declares in John 4 verse 1, it says, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Verse 2. Amen. But then verse 3 says, He left Judah, Judea, and he departed again to Galilee. Verse 4. But he needed to go through Samaria. He needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city in Samaria which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. It was about the sixth hour. Verse 7 says, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Verse 8 all together. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Today I just want us to have just a little discussion on the note. Look no further, you thirsty souls. Look no further, you thirsty soul. Let us pray. Father. Ah, have your way today, have your way today. Thank you so much for this privilege and this honor to come before you. As we spend time in your word, we ask you to just speak to us and through us. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated, you thirsty souls. <laughs> you know, I, 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 must, I, must, I must confess that um, I look for titles and topics. I pray and I'm asking God, you know, I want something catchy. I want something that's going to grab you, something that's going to move you. And, um, and so this right here, the Lord laid on me. Um, look no further would be a three-part series and so the first part of this passage we're going to stay in John for the next three weeks and we're going to look no further this week we're going to look at you thirsty souls next week we're going to look at a change has come look no further for a change has come so I'm going to need you to be here next week um, as we discussed that, but today as I prayed and looked to the Lord, I said, Lord, what is it? What is it, Lord? And he let me know that we all are thirsty. And in my search, I found that 
that some scholars look at those that are outside the church as being thirsty and the ones that are inside the church need to be reminded. But I've come to learn that we all are thirsty, whether you're in the church or whether you're outside of the church. You can be well-dressed, looking real prop and prim and still be thirsty for something. And the truth of the matter is we are thirsty most of the time for the wrong thing. If I can stand here and be transparent and just confess to you today that I have actually lost my way at times. I've told the story of me jumping out of my car about to box a guy in Walmart parking lot and my wife had to remind me that I'm a pastor. I have to be transparent with you that there have been times I wanted to lay hands on individuals, but I had to be reminded that I'm a pastor and the laying of hands that I was considering was not proper as a pastor. I have to be honest and transparent with you that there are times in a believer's life where we become thirsty after the wrong things. And the reality is for us that are in the church to be transparent because we have individuals that come to our house of worship and sometimes they see us as we are but not see us as we are. Because sometimes the glam and the, and the, and, and the appearance kind of hide or disguise the real you. I think I preached a sermon about that about a month or so ago, the real you. But I'd like for us to come to a point in our Christian experience as Jesus, as he meets this woman at the well, and he begins to share this conversation with her, and she began to have conversation with him. And if you look at the story, you will see that everybody there was transparent. Now, I must put a pause right there because even as I look at this woman and although she didn't understand the real reason for Jesus being there, eventually she got it. And when I look at the woman with the issue of blood and I look at this woman here at the well and I see these are two similar women. These women are the same. The only difference is, is that the woman with the issue of blood knew she had an issue, but the woman at the well didn't know it. She had no clue. She asked the question, how is it then, you Jesus, asking me a Samaritan? How are you going to ask me for something to drink? How, 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 how is it that you get the, the audacity to part your lips to ask me anything? She didn't realize that she had an issue. And the truth of the matter is, family of God, sometimes we come into the house of God and we look at the children of God and we're not, high, and we're not revealing the fact that we do have issues. So the text goes like this. When the Lord knew that his time um, was, uh, his time, uh, you know, was, was up because the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was baptizing more individuals than John. Now let's just put a pen right there because we do understand and know what the text points out that John, I mean that Jesus was not the one doing the baptizing but it was his disciples. And it amazes me how sometimes we give credit to individuals that the credit don't belong to. We're giving Jesus this credit of being of out here baptizing and really it wasn't Jesus that was out here baptizing, but it really was his disciples. 
And because some assumed that it was Jesus out here doing all of this, and now John's popularity is starting to diminish because keep in mind, Jesus was becoming known at this time. Jesus was becoming more popular than ever before. And Jesus said it right here, John, the, the revelator, John, the witness right here, says that Jesus had to depart because his popularity was starting to get out of control and it wasn't time yet. You know, I love the way Jesus moved. I love the way Jesus handled because, see, there are times where Jesus will hold stuff back because it's not time yet. Now, here it is, believers of God. I need you to stay with me because we tend to lose ourselves when stuff don't happen a certain way or happen when we think that it should. The reality is I struggle with this thing called being a pastor. I struggle with this thing about being a child of God. I struggled with this for a very long time because I felt like, God, you got me mixed up. You looking for that other guy named Jonathan. Surely you're not asking me. No, no, not with my. No, 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 God. Surely you're not calling me to this thing called gospel ministry. But the reality is God makes no mistakes. So here it is. I hope you got your seat belts on today because I come to take you to a place not made with hands. I need you to understand that nothing happens by accident, that God is intentional about how he moved. I had to learn that. I had to come to a place to realize that God is intentional about what he's doing. He didn't just accidentally wake you up this morning. You didn't just accidentally land in these seats. I'm trying to help somebody who's thirsty this morning. Who, like the woman at the well, just don't realize it yet. That God was intentional about you making it to this place at the time that you did. So let's just be real and clear in here today that you are here, as my son would say, on a purpose. On purpose. Jesus knew that because of his rising prominence and popularity that there would be soon a confrontation with the religious elite and Jesus said it is not time yet. And so Jesus knew that the time was not yet for this confrontation in Jerusalem. So Jesus said I must return back to Galilee. I got to leave. Because my popularity is starting to blow up and it's not time yet because they're not ready. They're not ready to handle this right now. They're not ready to deal with what I have for them right now. And, 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 and so Jesus leaves. Now, Jesus' journey from Judea to Galilee, uh, he avoided meeting with these Pharisees not through fear, but to avoid the inevitable confrontation and criticism. Jesus said, I need to do this because you are not ready right now. Somebody's struggling with something, somebody have an issue going on, somebody's thirsty for something, and they're trying to figure out why it's not happening yet, why it's not moving yet, why it's not being shook. I've prayed, I've cried, I've done all these things, and you're spending all of your energy, and Jesus is simply saying, I see your thirst, I understand you're hungry. The word of God said, he that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. I'm hungry, Jesus. I'm thirsty right now, Jesus. Fill me right now right now Jesus but Jesus said hold on hold on hold on whoa whoa it's not time yet 
You see, many nights I cried and tried to understand why my life was the way that it was and, and why things was happening the way that they were happening and why is it that it seemed like everybody else was getting their blessings but it seemed as if my blessings was put on hold on the back burner. It seemed as if I was being jumped over and left out the loop and it seemed as if every time I tried, it seemed like two steps forward, five steps back. What's the point? And God is simply letting me know I, I see you I understand but it's not time yet I, I, I need you to hold on just a little while longer I need, I need you to trust me just a little while longer because see when I let this thing go in your life when I reveal to you at the, 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 at, at the right time at the right moment you would then be ready you would then be able to understand I see now why God held it off I understand now why God didn't release it when I thought that he should I, I, I get it now because I wasn't ready I don't see it right now I'm ready right now Jesus I'm thirsty for you my soul is hungry for you right now many times I cry and I try to to get God to move and and get God to deal with some stuff and it seemed as if the more I cried and the more I tried it seemed like the worst things became to the point where when Jesus finally let loose of the floodgates and allowed me to cross over to the other side I was able to then stand and say Lord I declare you knew exactly what you were doing I declare it today God that you saw it when I couldn't see it that you understood it when I couldn't understand it I declare that you are the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. I didn't understand it back then but I understand it right now I see it now Jesus it makes perfectly sense now Jesus you were simply trying to save me I get it God you shut the door for a reason you shut it down for a reason I didn't understand it I didn't understand it but now God, I realize what you're doing. I see that you are working on my behalf, that you do have my best interests at heart. I get it now, God, that you are the king of kings and that you make no mistakes. I realize, God, that you see me, God. I thank you, Jesus. So Jesus had to bounce. Jesus had to leave for their sake. Jesus had to shut it down for their sake. Because they weren't ready. They weren't ready to deal with the reality of who God really is. So they had this here issue about John baptizing and Jesus baptizing. And, 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 and so they have this dialogue and Jesus said, you still don't get it. You're still missing it. It's still going over your head. You're not understanding that that's not why I'm here. That's not why I saved you. That's not why I called you. You're not getting it. It's not about you. Too many times we get it twisted. We feel as if I would go. I would do it. I would say it. And you make it about you. Quit making it about you when it's not about you. I had to understand that. That God was trying to save me because he was thinking about this moment right here. Oh, where would this day be if I wasn't here right now? 
Not that I'm any special or I'm some, some anointed brother, but no, 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 no. This moment right here was ordained by God. Me standing here right now was ordained by God. You sitting in those seats right now is a move of God. And God saw this thing from way back when. Make no mistake about it. That everything about our lives as believers, God is intentional. And God sees you when you're hurting. He sees you when you're crying because God looks on the inside and not on the outside. He looks beyond our faults. Hey, let me see our needs. Too many times God show up at the well to have conversations with his children. And too many times we leave the well still thirsty. Many times we come to the well and God is simply saying, listen, as God, as king, as ruler, if he himself declares, I am thirsty, how is it then we being human? can move in a space as if we don't need drink. You thirsty souls. God is here to fill you, and not just to fill you for one day and one moment, but he's here to give you water that will last for all eternity. So Jesus' work Baptism, of course, we understand that in John 3.22, Jesus considered it important to also do John's work of baptizing as a demonstration of repentance and cleansing and preparation for the Messiah. So God, Jesus is not, is not doing away with baptism. Jesus is simply saying, I understand uh, uh, that in order for you to be cleansed, you have to go through this, through, this here, through this here passage, you, you have to move in this way in order for you to, 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 to receive remission of your sins. Uh, this is something that we as believers do. And not just do it as some type of initiation or some type of pat on the back, but we do it because we want all of heaven to understand that I am changed, that I have been cleansed, that I am a new person in Christ. Dead is the old man. Uh, arise up a new man and ready to live my life according to the power that worketh in me. And so while they back there bickering, Jesus said, let me step off. Let me move on to Samaria. And so we need to understand he needed, the text says, he needed to go to Samaria. And although the road through Samaria was the shortcut route from Jerusalem to Galilee, uh, uh, pious Jews often avoided it. They did so because they were so deep distrust and dislike between many of the Jewish people and the Samaritans. So they avoided that route altogether. They don't want to have any confrontation. But here it is. You see Jesus. Traveling straight through because there was someone there that he needed to meet. 
Jesus was intentional about showing up at the well. Say that one more time. I think it went over somebody's head. Jesus was intentional about showing up at the well. Because somebody at the well needed to see Jesus. And he understood that. And because the Samaritans had this historical connection to the people of Israel, their faith was a combination of commands and rituals from the law of Moses. These brothers, they had it all mixed up. Jesus said, let me go there and set the record straight. Because most of the Jews in Samaria, they despised the Samaritans. Dislike them even more than the Gentiles. Because they were, religiously speaking, half-breeds. And so the next day, the Bible says, the text says that Jesus needed to go through Samaria. The need wasn't because of travel arrangements or practical necessities, but because there were individuals and there were people there who needed to hear him. That's why they showed up, because they needed to hear from Jesus. Now, here it is. I have to just jump there because I don't want to lose my point. Sometime my quick forgetter will kick in and I don't want it to kick in. So I got to get it out right now. Sometimes we show up and we leave empty. And there is no need to leave the presence of Jesus empty. No need. It doesn't make sense to travel all this way to meet the master and then leave the same way you came. Makes no sense. Makes no sense to go through all the turmoil and, and all the hell and, and all the stuff for you to meet the one that is able to make a difference and you don't grab hold of him. I have to be careful because I have to be mindful of myself because it took me a minute to get it, but likewise, there was a day of reckoning. There was a day that I had to stop cold in my tracks and say, Lord, enough is enough. And so I preached this way, understanding that I don't know where you are, but it very well may be that you're at that point where enough is enough. And I want to make it my business to declare to you that today is your day for salvation. Choose ye the Lord. Lord, choose ye the Lord, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. I declare it, my eyes have not seen, no ears have heard what God has in store for those that love him. Today is your day. Today is your day to say enough is enough. Today is your day to take the mask off and let God see you because the reality is 
He already see you. But I get it, I get it, family of God. Sometimes our stuff can be so ugly and so messed up. And, and, and I said it before, and I'm going to continue to say it, that there are things that I've done that I wish I could forget about. There's some stuff that I've been involved in that if I can just wipe it out my mind, I would. But the reality is God said, leave it there because this is how you know I'm a deliverer. Leave it there. This is how you will know that I am a healer. Leave it there. This is how you know that I am a way maker. Leave it right there because every time you look back over your life, you can't give it nobody credit but me. I've come to learn how to live with my limp. Come on, somebody. I've come to learn how to live with the thorn in my side. Help me, Lord. Oh, I feel a push. Oh, I've come to learn to live with that because I've come to learn how to live with Jesus. There is no way I could live with my issues apart from Jesus. Oh, I wish I had my help right there. There is no way I can declare I'm whole without Jesus. I cannot I declare that I'm healthy apart from Jesus. I can't do it. I'm messed up. I'm broken. Oh, yes, Jesus leave my side. Oh, it's over. The only reason why I'm able to do what I do is because of God's love for me. And I've come to learn now my love for him. This thing is a two-way street. So not only have I learned to let him love me, because that's another issue I had. I didn't know how to let God love me. This is the issue the woman had. She said he's talking about these barriers and not able to see that the one that is able to make a difference in her life is sitting right there in front of her. And not only that, but he went out of his way to have this conversation with her. Do you not know what God had to go through to get us here right now? Do you know what God had to go through in just your personal life just to get you in the seats that you're in? How many bullets he kept? Oh, how many times that you should have been struck down. But God said, no, 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 not there. Not, no, no. Because July 20, July 8th, 2023, I need him in the seats. July 8th, 2023, I need her in the seat. July 8th, I need him standing and declaring my word. I need him so God had to go through some stuff just to get you here, not only in your personal life, but what he did on the cross. Just to get you right where you are. And then we have a nerve to come in here as if we got it all. You ain't got nothing. We broken up in here. You're not by yourself. You're not by yourself. Don't let the rags fool you. Everybody got something jumping. We just learned how to masquerade that thing. And God see you. See, what God needs is not just for him to see you, but he needs you to see you. See, the reason why folk can't see us for who we are, because we don't want to see us for who we are. 
I don't want nobody to see me in my stuff. The time you see me, I got to have it together. Come on now. The preacher got issues? Oh, come on. No, not the preacher. Yes, the preacher. And because of my love for Jesus, I fight every day to beat back stuff that tries to find its way in my circle. I have to fight every day to do what is right. It's not always easy. Somebody want to make it seem like it's all easy. It's all good in the neighborhood. The devil is a liar. It ain't all good in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get through. I told you this is a three-party. It may be a 10 because I ain't... text says that Jesus needed to go through Samaria. The need wasn't because of some, some detour or some they were working on the road or, 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 or some type. No, 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 no. Jesus had to go there because there were some individuals sitting in the seats that he needed to meet up with. And so he was intentional to go there. And so you have to understand the place that Jesus went. The place, this is a place of death. This is a place of, 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 of burial. You see, it is here that Jesus speaks of living water. At this well, this is, this is, this is, a, this is, this is Jacob's well. The city of, 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 of Sychar was, was, uh, was, was there. You see, you see, this is where, this, at this well right here, this is where Abram first came when he arrived into Canaan from Babylonia. At this well. This, 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 is, this is where God appeared to Abram and Canaan and renewed the promise of giving the land to him and his descendants. This right here was a historical spot. This is where Abram built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. This is where Jacob came safely when he returned with his wives and his children from the sojourn of Lebanon. This is where Jacob bought a piece of land from the Canaanite named Hamar for 100 pieces of silver. This is where Jacob built an altar to the Lord and called it El Eliah Israel. This established the connection between Jacob and what became known as Jacob's well there in Sychar. This right here, this plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, this is a historical moment. This is a place of history. And Jesus says, I need to go to Samaria. Being wary, Jesus comes and he sees this woman. And he simply says, Give me a drink. Imagine the giver of life, the one 
the life giver, the one who says, I am the living water, is asking for drink. Why would Jesus ask you for a drink? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, you understand that Jesus is laying the foundation for that which is to come. Mm, stay with me. I'm almost finished with this. You see, after a long day walking, Jesus was weary. John had been careful to show us that Jesus is God, but also wanted us to know that Jesus was not a superman. Jesus genuinely submitted to our human limitations. So when you read the gospel of John, the book of John, John makes it very clear that Jesus is God. And at the same time, he points out to us that Jesus was also a man, a man with limitations. So Jesus is very intentional at this point when he's asking this woman uh, for something to drink because every step of the way while Jesus, every step since he was a toddler, when he took his first step, not only was that first step towards the cross, but it was also a step to show mankind just how much human Jesus really is. So we get caught up in his divinity, but we seem to kind of skim over his humanity. And it's at this point, Jesus is making it very clear and very plain that yet while I am God, I'm also man. And I just need something to drink. Is there anybody in the house that is willing to give Jesus something to drink? He's tired. Here it is right here. I need you to follow me now because it was about, the text says, that it was about the fifth, the sixth hour. By reckoning John's use, this was about noon during the heat of the day. Jesus being tired and hot, he wanted something to drink. A woman of Samaria comes to draw water. This woman came for water at an unusual hour. She came alone. Typically, women uh, came for water earlier in the day, and they came in groups because this was the meeting spot for the gossip. The women showed up at this here spot to have their day-to-day back-talking, backlash, and it very well may be that this woman showed up by herself because she was considered as an outcast. When you understand the story, and we'll get more into it a little later, that this woman right here uh, wasn't very popular by the women, but more so popular by the men. This woman right here uh, very well may have been that this woman right here was the talk of the gossip. So she wasn't a part of the in crowd, Sister Bear. This woman right here, she was a part of the outsiders. You notice Jesus always deal with those on the outside. He said, I did not come to save those that are well. I come to save those that are sick. Those that, are, those that are well don't need a physician. So this woman right here, a, 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 a meet up with Jesus. Jesus says to her, I'm thirsty, give, give, give me a little drink. Uh, uh, give me something to drink. 
Uh, uh, some people imagine that God is most glorified when, when human participation is most excluded. In other words, Jesus did not diminish his glory one bit by asking the help and cooperation of the Samaritan woman. Jesus could have very well dipped his hand down in there and got the water in his or better yet, Jesus didn't even have to be thirsty. He could have very well quenched his own thirst. But Jesus is showing us something here. Come with me a little closer. I see you hanging on by every word. Uh, you see, it is at this point uh, uh, we see many of the seeming paradox of Jesus' work. In other words, he who gives rest is now weary. He who is Israel's Messiah speaks to a Samaritan woman. He who was living water is now asking for something to drink. How is it this woman says you, uh, 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 being a Jew, asking me, a Samaritan woman, keep in mind that they didn't talk to women back then. The custom was so thick, husbands. The custom was so thick, wives. The custom was so thick, ladies and gentlemen. The custom was so thick that husbands wouldn't even speak to their own wives in public. I don't know about you. I would have failed that test. I would have lost that one. Because we would have been holding hands. We would have been booed up. Oh, yeah. We would have been sitting at the table all together. Oh, yeah. It would have been over for me. I would have just messed everybody up with that move. They would have declared I was on my way straight to the lake. Because this brother right here, he's he, he, he opening doors. Pulling out chairs, saying thank you, I love you. Oh yeah, I'd have messed that one up. The custom was so thick that the men didn't even deal with the women. They were considered, here we go, property. Now I don't know if we still struggle with at the altar, ladies, I know back in the day, for those of you that may be considering walking down the aisle, if you haven't walked down the aisle and maybe you've walked down the aisle and then you're thinking twice about walking down the aisle, come see me so I can get you back on the right foot. But there used to be this thing where they had an issue with, what was it, obey? Was it obey? Obey. That one right there used to... That was the one, you still shaking. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't setting nobody back at him. I ain't trying to, <laughs> I ain't trying to mess up nothing. I hope we, obey was it. And women had an issue with obey. Back then, it wasn't, no, no, obey. You didn't even have a voice. I said it, that's it. Now sit down. I just want to try that. <laughs> Sister Fields, she's not here. <laughs> try, try that while she's not here. I said. <laughs> Jesus was tired and thirsty. It was about the sixth hour of the day. 
In terms of timing, John elsewhere uses the Roman non-Jewish time, which was set this time meeting at 6 p.m. This fits well with the time the disciples could buy food in the city. They could not buy food at the hottest part of the day. And ultimately, the woman came to the well at the hottest part of the day to avoid contact with the other women. The woman came to draw water by herself. There was also another well closer to the city, which she presumptuously avoided to avoid contact with others. She was intentional about going to this well. Could have went to another well to get something to drink. But you chose this well. Why this well? Because at the other well, Jesus wasn't there. Jesus is at this well. It's at this well that Jesus has set the divine appointment. The question, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the divine appointment? Because Jesus, huh, Jesus understood that he was simply setting this thing up for that which is to come. I'm closing right here. Come with me now to the cross of Christ. You see, it is near the end of Jesus' human life. He senses it. He has hung on the cross for, here it is, Six hours. You see the connection. Oh, I wish I had some help right there. It has become hard for Jesus to even get a breath. Hung from his arms. He must now pull himself up each time he wants to take a breath. His shoulders are aching. His mouth is parched. He is exhausted. And yet he does not want to die without the final words. He asks, for something to drink. Six hours. The sixth hour at the well with this woman. Six hours on the cross. At the well, he says, give me something to drink. On the cross, he's crying out, I'm thirsty. Give me something to drink. He's declaring to us today in 2023, uh, right here at Tabernacle of Praise. Uh, I declare to you, I'm thirsty. Give me something to drink. What can you give him to drink? Simply give him your life. It's not hard. And it's not rocket science. He's thirsty for you. Just like you're thirsty for all these other things. And the only way that your thirst will be quenched is when you give your life to Jesus. Likewise, the only way that Jesus' thirst will be quenched is when you give your life to him. Jesus was fulfilling scripture. I cannot bring this to a close, he said, until I make sure that everything is complete. And I believe, I believe it's complete. 
I believe that God is saying to you today, it's complete. Are you willing now? Are you willing now? As scripture was being carried out and being fulfilled, are you willing to carry scripture out today? Are you willing to fulfill scripture today? I've said it before, family. And I'm going to say it again. We are mere modern day Bible characters. If the Bible wasn't written when it was, and if the Bible was to be written today, if the day was to start, you would be in there. 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 How do I know? Because the Bible was written all those many years ago. And you're in there. You're in there. Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever, it don't matter your background, it don't matter your pedigree, it don't matter what your friends say, it don't matter. What matters is God brought you here for this moment right here, and the question is, what are you gonna do with it? You're going to let it slip away? If you're ready for Jesus to be your Lord and save, I want to invite you to come on down here with me. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stay right here. Don't go nowhere. There may be somebody else. You're tired. You're broken. And you want this day right here to be the start of a new day. I invite you to come. It's not rocket science. It's not hard. Today is your day of salvation. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? Jesus said, I'm thirsty. And I know you're thirsty too. Don't let the relationship be one-sided no more. Today is your day. Is there another? Is there another? Come to Jesus. Is there another? Come on, DJ. Right. I'ma invite all my men, all men, come stand up here with us. Come surround my brother here. 
Come surround this brother. Yes. Come on, come on, come on. Let's put it together. Coming for baptism. Coming for baptism. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bless you, God. Bless you. Bless you. We're about to pray. This is the day. This is your day. I declare to you, don't let this moment slip away. I will not, and I dare not, preach a sermon and make it sound like this is your last. No, no. It's not my place. But what I will declare to you today and that is God has given you an opportunity. I'm just asking you, don't let it waste. Don't let it go. Don't let it slip away. Is there another? We're about to pray. Is there another? We're going to pray for this brother. We're going to pray. This brother here came in here broken. Brother Hayes came in here. Could have been somewhere else. But he was invited to come. And God is working. Don't let this moment go without you declaring your calling and election sure. I'm just, I'm just a messenger. I can only preach what God has placed in my heart. And I'll try to let you know I haven't always done it right. But I'm trying every day to make my Jesus proud and to make my church family proud. Say, why are you worrying about the church family? Because I am a representative of the kingdom of God, which stands in this house as your representation as well. So therefore, I have a responsibility. My prayer is that you feel the same way about me. <laughs> Father, eyes have not seen or ears have heard. But what we do know is that you are a God that cannot and shall not lie. And so we come to you today, O oh God, with brokenness. Coming to you, O oh God, with nothing in our hands. Nothing but our life that we want to give to you as a drink offering. I want to lift up before you, Brother Hayes, O oh God. This young man has come to this church, O oh God, come to this well thirsty looking for you and it is our prayer oh God that you have 
connected with him and he has connected with you and that he will not leave here the same way he came. We declare, oh God, his life in your hands. Declare him, oh God, into your care. Because we believe, oh God, that you make no mistakes. Whatever brokenness, whatever issues he's dealing with, whatever, whatever concerns that is pressing him, whatever pain that is boggling him down, oh God, that you will, you will set the captives free. She will loose the chains that bind and give him a peace that passes all understanding. And not just him, but all of those that are under the sound of my voice. There may be somebody that should have come down but just didn't feel quite ready to do it. But Lord, we know that you are merciful. As the song said, your mercies endure forever. But we do know that one day the clock will stop. Time will run out. For we say no man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will return. But Lord, I also say no man knows the day or the hour when they will check out of here. So Lord, whether you, whether I check out of here or whether you come, I just want to be ready. So I give my life to you over again. I rededicate my life to you right now. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we put our hands together? Amen, amen, amen. All heaven is rejoicing right now. Brother Hayes is so moved, he said that he has a testimony. Take your time, Brother Hayes. You know, I was raised up in church. I was a choir. My mother. I promise you, Mom, that I was going to come. <laughs> I'm the only child, and I feel empty. Y'all. I said in the cell, I, me and my brother right there. We sat in the cell and cried so many days. And I asked to God so many times, sitting on that bed, forgive me for what I've done. And I felt God didn't believe me. I come home 13 years. I've been home six years, a straight man. But today, and yesterday, and day for yesterday, I was sitting in my room, like we hear it now. My mama and my grandmama came to me. And they rest in peace. And they said, son, son, you ain't living right. I'm sorry, mama. 
God, I'm sorry. I just my life. I'd have been life. I'd have been I'd have seen hell. I'd have seen the devil. I'd have lived in this house. I can't do nothing but else to go up again. I need my soul clean. I live in I live in a neighborhood where I hear gunshots every day. I got a 16-year-old daughter walk to school. I gotta carry a gun to make sure my daughter get cut. Cause I ain't got no daddy. I ain't got no mom no more. But I got somebody upstairs named my lot. I just ask y'all, if y'all real. Cause I had to kill myself three and four times and they're still here. I done hung myself. I done popped pills. I done did drugs. I done tried to hit a car on the highway of 44 and I found out my mama died. But that guy right there, my little brother right there, God brought me home to him because I ain't got nobody else. Pastor, I'm trying to say, please, I'm 47 years old, man. I ain't got nobody except him and my kids and God. I ain't going back to jail. And I ain't going down. I need to be clean, man. Please clean my soul. Because if that, my mama told me September, six years ago, that the doctor said she wasn't going to make it for six months. I told my mama, and I said, Mama, excuse my French. You know I ain't never cussed in front. I, I, wouldn't, I would never do it in this house. But at the same time, I blasted me, my God. When I looked at my mama in that, in that bed with a tube in her mouth, and the lady said she left out of with a smile, I said, you were, mm, and she said, I'm do a lot. I went outside into the hospital room, and I seen a picture of, and I lost my respect for her. And since I've been trying to move, the devil trying to get me. I am a Muslim, but God told me, hey, come as you are and come and get some love and cleanse my soul. And I today, my mama's birthday is Tuesday. I'm a party like 1999 for as long as my soul is clean. Thank you, my. Brother Hayes in prayer. Keep Brother D in prayer. Let's keep our church in prayer. Father, again, we thank you so much for this privilege and this honor. You saw what was trans, what transpired here today. We pray your covering and your seal over each.
and every one of us in this space. That your glory be made known. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We shake the pastor's hand, my right and your left. We're gonna get down here and get organized for the men's retreat. And ladies, you need to be praying for the brethren. Amen. Amen. You want your husband to be a man of God. All the men to be men of God. So you might need to sponsor somebody. Amen. To make sure that you see a man in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Brother Hayes, we're gonna make sure by God's grace you're gonna be with us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father God, once again, we're so thankful for this message. Lord, truly, we were like the, women, the woman at the well, seeking for things that could not satisfy. But Lord, we're thankful that you heard your voice saying, draw from my well, a well that should never run dry, Lord. So we, we thank you, Lord. Now dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus!